0: السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي سدري ويسلي امري واحلل اقدتا من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْأَلِيمُ الْحَكِيمُ اللَّهُمَّ عَلِّمْنَا مَا يَنْفَعُنَا اللَّهُمَّ انْفَعْنَا بِمَا wa وَزِدْنَا Ilma All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, O Allah, we beseech Thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deceptions of the Satan and the evil of our souls. Amin. Ya al-Amin. Alamin. It is indeed only the grace and mercy of all, Allah Jalla that today we continue with Surah Qasas, chapter number 28, verse number 25. In our previous lesson, all Allah Jalla informed us about the incident and episode of Nabi Musa, alayhi salatu salam. Musa, alayhi salatu salam, came to the city and saw that there were two people who were quarreling, one from the Israelites and one from the Egyptians. And you know, when people are in power, then they are the zalims, they are the oppressors and transgressors. So yes, yeah, the Egyptian was taking advantage, and Nabi Musa, Salam went to intervene. For because of whom Musa, he just tapped him, and that person passed away, he died. So obviously, as far as the people go, they're not going to listen to the story of Musa, a.s., the propaganda will continue and they will say that he committed murder and so forth. Then that same Egyptian, now that Egyptian had died, now that Israeli, meaning the person who belonged to Nabi Salam's group of people, so what he did the next day, so he was involved in another quarrel, another dispute and so forth. So he said that, oh, you killed a person yesterday. إِن to إِلَّا أَن تَكُونَ جَبَّارًا فِي الْأَرْضِ So you want to kill me today? You are just the tyrant on this earth, the zalim on this earth. وَمَا تُرِيدُ أَن تَكُونَ مِنَ And you don't want to be from the musliheen, that is the people who are the reformers. You don't want to be from those people who want to be the pious people and give people the true message, Allah forbid. So he tried to criticize Musa alayhi salam, Allah forbid. Ya yeah, Nabi Musa alayhi as is waiting meaning now is very frightened also wa a min aqsal madina so a person came from one remote corner of the town yes uh, running and rushing qala ya musa musa as-salam innal malaa bika the people are making mashura and the people are having consultation bika regarding you Luka, They want to kill you. They want to assassinate you. In time of Mustafa habibuna Nas, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the Jews tried to kill and assassinate Mustafa, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, on two different occasions. Wallahu ya asimukamina nas. All might Allah protected Nabi, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, from the people, the enemies you better leave ye immediately. Inni Lakamina I am from the well-wishers. I am from those people who is giving you nasiha and advice from the bottom of my heart. And he left the town out of fear. Yet Now remember, he was fearful. One is it was remembered. The whole secret is out now. Otherwise, discovered and is waiting. Always recite this dua because today we live in a time when there are so many Zalims. They are against Muslims, they are against Islam, they are against the Ulama Ya Haq. Oh Almighty Allah, you save me, you rescue me from a people who are the Zalims, the oppressors, the transgressors. Now he is in Egypt, Nabi Musa, تَوَجَّهَتِ الْقَاءَ مَدْيَانِ And when he turned his focus towards Madian, so Madian ulama say is that side in Jordan side. Other ulama said others. Anyway, at that time, whatever was Madian, he went there, qala asa rabbi ayyadiyani سَوَاءَ That my Allah, surely my Allah will guide me to the right path imagine the man has got no food he doesn't have any drink he doesn't have any shelter he doesn't have any resources but he places and puts his trust solely only in almighty Allah ya Allah you know I'm on the truth I am on the hak and these people on baathil. but they are making this propaganda and so forth now when he reaches Madian he reaches there And now the people have a place, you know, for their water irrigation schemes and so forth. So he sees, A group of people. And they were watering, watering, giving water to the animals, taking water home and so forth. And he saw their one side, the two ladies. These were two sisters. And you must remember what they did. They were standing one side. They had shame, they had modesty, tazudan, holding back their flock. And they were not allowing them to come in front now. <speaking> in <Hebrew> he asked, what is your need? What are you doing here? How come all these men and you two ladies are here? <speaking in Hebrew> the two sisters spoke. Meaning one spoke and the other one agreed. We don't give water to the animals Tell all these people, the shepherds and all of them, they go away and they return. And in our household is no one except our old father, so he can come, so we come. He understood that these are pious people and they are in dire need. They are looking also at so much shame and modesty and so forth now for so he took the animals he watered them everything ثُمَّ matawalla إِلَى and then he returned to the shade because it was very hot and very difficult job to do and he's alone فَقَالَ he made dua when we enter a town, a city, remember, read this dua. All mighty mm-hmm. Allah, Jalla tells us, All mighty Allah guides the people, فَبِهُدَاهُ and you follow in their guide, in their footsteps of the Anbiya alayhi mu'salam. So Allah guided them, the Anbiya. Twenty-five Anbiya's names are mentioned in the Quran Sharif. Fabi So Almighty Allah Jalla wa'ala says, so you follow in their footsteps In Lima Anzalta Min Fakir That Verily Lima Anzalta That whatever goodness you are sending down Ya Allah, you send it down Fakir I am in need of it O Allah. So it shows Almighty Allah is teaching us so many lessons here. When we enter a town many a time we don't know anybody, we musafir, we traveller. And we only need the help of Allah. Then Allah inclines the hearts of people towards us. Almighty Allah opens their hearts, open their minds, opens so many wallets, so many... All these things happen. So you must remember, you know, when you musafir, so many things can happen. People today in this age, millionaires, Allah forbid, everything gets stolen. Their luggage, they left penniless. So you must remember, then some good Samaritan, as they say, comes, one good person helps him out or something. So he said that. Now, we start today's lesson, Surah 28, Surah Qasas, verse 25. They, the two sisters, the two daughters went home. The father, Nabi Shu'ib, Salam, His name is not mentioned here in these verses, but majority scholars say it was him who was the father. He got firasat, he got nubuvat, he got sight, insight, all these type of things. So he said, but this person yeah, is a special person. And now he doesn't seem an ordinary person after they related the whole story to him. So he sent one daughter. And this daughter, ulama, have written that she was Safura. And afterwards, subsequently, she became the wife of Nabi Musa a.s. That is not mentioned in Quran Sharif about the marriage. It is not mentioned in authentic hadith. But in history and the Mufassirin and commentators have mentioned it. Just like Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam and Bilqis. Just like Nabi Yusuf alayhi salatu salam and Zulaikha. Similarly, here yeah, also Nabi Musa alayhi and Safura. That we will say some commentators mentioned it of the Noble Quran. And some historical books of its history, our Islamic history, they make mention of it. But see with a lesson Allah is teaching us. Now the one daughter comes. One of the two daughters came. I told you that was Safura. According to some ulama and scholars and she was walking her gait, G-A-I-T was so bashful and you must remember so much hayah so much shame, so much modesty remember this is a quality that we today the Muslim women and men we are losing how important is hayah, shame and modesty in Islam I'll just go to you these three ahadis. Mustafa Habibuna, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, said, "Inna al-Iman wal-Hayaa Iman and faith, and Hayaa shame and modesty. They are two partners together." Ida al when one disappears then the other one also disappears. So we must remember this is what all Allah sent Wahi to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Wamayantiqanila Hawa Inuhua Illa wahy Yuha Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi would not speak of his own desires. It was Wahi and Revelation sent to the master. The hadith in Bayaki in Mishkat Sharif. So Iman and faith. That is Iman, that's faith, and Haya, that's shame and modesty. They are two partners. It is inseparable. Where there is faith, there is Haya and shame and modesty. Where there is no Haya, no shame, then the faith is missing or is on the verge of disappearing. Allah forbid, Allah forbid. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alaihi hadith mentioned in Mishkad, Mustad Ahmad, Idalam alam tastahihi, When you don't have hayah, shame and modesty, you will do whatever you please. People then relegate themselves to the level of animals and worse than them. And the third hadith, Imam malik 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 has mentioned, beautiful, wonderful hadith. Inna likuli deen in khuluqa. Every region has got its unique features and characteristics. Islam الْإِسْلَامَ الْحَيَاءِ And a unique feature characteristic of Islam is shame and modesty. فَجَاءَتُ إِحْدَاهُمَا تَمْشِيَ الْاَسْتِحْيَاءِ And remember one of them came walking bashfully, Her gait, her style of walking. So much haya, so much shame. Allah Jalla wa praised And she said that my father is calling you. قَالَتْ inna أَبِي يَدْعُوكَ That verily my father is calling you لِيَجْزِيَكَ To reward you أَجْرَ مَا سَقَيْتَ And to reward you and give you the reward, the wages مَا سَقَيْتَ لَنَا The watering you did first. Here yeah, the ulama have written even when they were walking from there to where Musa alayhi salam was to the house and the home of Nabi Shu'eba alayhi salam So what did the lady do? You must remember, she walked behind Nabi Musa, Salam, and she would say, take the stone and throw to the right. Then Musa, Salam would walk towards the right. Take the stone and throw to the left, you know, pebble, and he knew he had to turn to the left. So imagine so much haya, shame, and modesty. That is what ulama have written. That is how she was giving him directions. There was no GPS and all these gadgets there. And remember so much haya, she didn't want to speak to a strange man. So that was the haya, shame and modesty. Now they arrive. (laughs) Hence when he came, he, Nabi Musa alayhi salam, came there and met him, Nabi Shaib alayhi salam. And he related the entire episode and story to him. All. So he said, who is he? Nabi Shuayb Alayhi Salaam. So la ta khaf, you must not fear. Nabi Shuayb Alayhi Salaam is telling him, telling Nabi Musa Alayhi Salaam. Don't fear you. Najauta minal qawm Allah jalla Wala has saved you from a people who are the zalims, from a people who are the oppressors and transgressors. So he gave him the great tidings and now he knew he's got his shelter, everything. This is the barakah and blessing of this dua. Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin faqir. He, Nabi Musa alayhi salam, still going and then when entering, remember Madian said, Ya Allah, Whatever goodness you are sending down, Fakir, I am Fakir. I'm in need of it, Ya Allah. I need your mercy to envelop me. I need your risk. I need your sustenance. I need everything. How we need everything, and we beg Allah, Wa fi rahmatik, Ya Allah, envelop us in your mercy. Wa anta rahimin, whilst you are the most merciful one to show mercy now one of these daughters they made a suggestion so what was the suggestion qalat مَا so one of them said ya abati tajiru in arabic you say ya abi it means oh my father ya abati oh my beloved father oh my respected father Ya abadista oh my beloved father, you are the one that you should now hire him, employ him, because remember he's such a person, so chaste, so pure, so strong. Inna khaira manista al Kavi amin because verily manista ajarta, whosoever you employ, whosoever you are going to hire, yeah for the farm and everything, the animals and whatever you. Al-Qawiyul Ameen. So the best one is Qawiy, very active. So she's, they saw how strong Nami Musa a.s. is. And is not shy to work. So Qawiyyul, very strong and active. And al very honest, very faithful. She is giving the directions. He didn't look at her. He didn't speak to her. And remember that he could have taken. You understood? So many things could happen. Allah forbid. But remember all mighty Allah makes the Anbiya so powerful, so pure, so chaste. They become the greatest people on this earth. So remember in that time they're the greatest and the greatest for all times and all places is Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So inna khayra man ista'ajarta al-qawiyu al-ameen. This uh, ayat here yeah, we need to learn. Today there are huge problems in the world. You see, either the employers are complaining of the employees, or the employees are complaining of the employers. Very seldom, where you will find both parties are really happy. So, in Islam, when you want to employ people, then Madhista Jaratul Kaviul Amin. So, what is the meaning of Kaviul Amin? That they must be prepared to work. Today, remember that people want everything left of luxury and work minimum and maximum wages. Obviously, that can't work. Then on the other side, the employer, the boss wants to slave drive people and underpay them. So that also is not right. So you need a balance. al qawiyul amin, And that must be faithful and honest. So today, if the person is very good, he's so good, he's helping himself also, he's stealing. And you get the person who's very honest, most of the time he'll be lazy. Very rarely would you find this combination. That is honest also and is very active and strong and powerful in his work also. So those are the best people to employ. Sayyidina so Umar ad ta'ala whose time, you know what a vast kingdom and empire he had. He would tell the governors, when you employ people, you must have people to study the other people who would employ their salat. If they're up to date, particular, meticulous with their salat, then you employ them. And if they're squandering their salat, then don't employ them. If a person can waste his salat, squander his salat and namaz, then he will waste your, your job and your employment will be a waste of time also. Imagine. Today we are the ones that we don't look at this type of thing. The father is a Nabi of Almighty Allah, Nabi Shoaib alayhi salatu salam. He is the anbiya He is the orator of the Anbiya and Messengers alayhi salam. He said that employment and all that is a secondary issue. I am looking at a primary issue. Call. he that speaks. Who? Nabi Shoaib alayhi salam. Indeed my intention and motive is that I want you to get married, that to, who? to one of my two daughters. And what will you do? <laughs> Alhamdulillah. That what will you do after you get married to one of my daughters? Allah <laughs> hijaj. That you will work here, you'll be employed here for minimum eight years. So imagine the daughters were speaking of employment. The father was looking at something else. From here, we learn three big maslas. Number one, an un haka. the girl's family, the girl's father can make the proposal. Remember, in our Indian custom and so forth, it's considered as very, very, you made yourself cheap. You made your family cheap. Remember, that type of custom it must be rejected with the contempt it deserves. Salam, When Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha took married to Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa the master alayhi wa sallam was 25 years old and Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha was 40 years old. So what do we find? We find that remember the proposal came from Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha. Go read the background in the Siratul al and Sir ibn Hisham and so forth. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala, an is the father. Sayyidina Hafsa radiallahu anha is the daughter. He himself, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anna, went to Sayyidina Bakr and said, why you don't marry my daughter? He went to Sayyidina Usman radiallahu anha and said, why you don't marry my daughter? So they all said no. And Sayyidina Umar was upset. Then Mustafa, Habibuna sallallahu wa sallam, married Sayyidah Hafsa radiallahu anha. She became Umm al-Mu'minin. She is Umm al-Mu'minin. And she is the one of the most beloved wives of Nabi alayhi wa sallam. Because you must remember that she and Azad Aisha, they were very, very close. So obviously Sayyidah Aisha was much more beloved to Nabi sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam. Nevertheless, that's one big lesson we learn second lesson we learn from here is that you must look at piety see nabi musa salam, possessed nothing but it was the piety and good character that made nabi shuib choose him nabi musa a.s as his son-in-law the second lesson third lesson we learn: remember always consult with your parents O daughters O sisters this business of just getting married secret marriage running away mustafa Habibu Nas, sallallahu alaihi wasallam said la Ha illa bi there is no nikah without the consent of the father or the brother and so forth so you must remember it's authentic hadith in tirmizi abu dawood so that is the verdict of majority scholars so take heed of these issues you see the word there and so Hajj is from time immemorial so Hajj come once a year so you must work for eight Hajj so eight years for in so minimum you're going to work is eight years, and if you complete ten years, it is from your side. That will be a lovely, good bonus from your side. Obviously, you will get paid and everything. So the fatwa, minimum, eight years. Taqwa, precaution, ten years. So if both parties come to a mutual amicable agreement, then it is permissible. وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنَا شُقَّهَ And I don't have the intention to make life difficult for you. And I don't have the intention to impose upon you more than what you can do. So if after eight years you want to go, you go. So Nabi Musa wasallam, fulfilled the ten years. And then he left, as we'll see in our next lesson. So that is Anbiya wasallam, To the employers, the bosses, number one, Mustafa sallallahu wasallam, said, that for your employees, what must you do? That Utul uh, uh, ajira ajrahu that you must give that people. Third, the employees give them their wages. Remember how that before their perspiration gets dry and so forth. The hadith in Mishkat Sharif. So we see that is the law. When Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was in Sakaratul Mawr, the last, last moments, one of the things Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, said was, as Assala, Wa Ma Malakat Aimanukum, Guard your Salat and fulfill the rights of those over whom you have authority. So there's employees also. The employees, what must we do? Remember, we must be loyal to our employers. And we're not allowed to abuse the things. Today, so much abuse takes place, whether it is the phones or whether it is the internet or whether it is other things. And we work the minimum and expect maximum wages. So all this is being disloyal and unloyal and unacceptable. <laughs> so he Nabi Sha'ib, wasalam, said that you will find me that i am from the pious people meaning i will not over-oppress you i will not over-slave drive you i will do everything that is uh, Uh, fair fair and equitable and good and just to both of us so in that way there he pacified him also so if you stay eight years very good that is minimum you stay ten years is better and i don't want to impose and make life difficult upon you so he nabi shuib said that is between me and you Meaning that, that is our gentleman's agreement. So we won't have to now argue, debate, dispute. After eight years, you want to go? Alhamdulillah. You want to go after ten years? Then subhanallah. Even better. <laughs> so today's world, we have a gentleman's agreement. But be very careful. These were Anbiya, musalam, one side, Nabi Musa, alayhi salam, one side, Nabi s-salam. Today, when you have gentleman agreement, there's no witness, there's no documentation. Sometimes the person turns around, finish. And then remember, people are losing thousands and millions in some instances. So therefore, we need to tie our camel. So that is better for me and it is better for you. So that is between me and you, it means. So better meaning, it is that is between me and you. Ayyama al-ajlayni qadaytu fala udwana alay So Nabi Musa Alayhi Salam said qala dhalika bayni wa baynak So this is, remember the one who said this Nabi Musa Alayhi Salam So all my theology Allah wa ala is saying they saying quoting what, uh, what they said qala dhalika bayni wa baynak ayya al qadaytu fala udwana alay so Nabi Musa said, That that is between me and you, we will discuss it, and minimum is eight years and maximum is ten years. any of the two periods, eight or ten years, tu, which I finish with a complete Fala Udwana alayya. there will not be any injustice upon me, meaning it will be fair for me. So yeah, already you can see we need to be honest, we need to be transparent. In today's world we find so much deception, so much hypocrisy. But then Almighty Allah exposes everything, Allah forbid. Therefore always read Allahumma stur awrati Allahumma stur awrati O oh, all Allah You cover my faults You cover my shortcomings Wa amin rawati And O oh, all Allah You give me peace And you give me you know, Peace serenity At a time of fear So wonderful beautiful dua of Mustafa Qadaytu fala udwana ali. So what I complete and finish So there'll be no injustice and no transgression and animosity upon me, meaning I'll do and accept it willingly. And Almighty Allah is all the wakil. He is the one, he is seeing everything. He is the one in charge of everything. So one on what we agreed. You know, when I went the first time to Makkah, Karama Madina Munawwarah Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, in 1974, you buy anything from the shop or whatever, and say, for example, that you don't have the money or the change you don't have or whatever, or you still have, you give 10 reals and you're supposed to give 15 reals. The person will tell you, take it. Wallahu It was something very common amongst them, the Puyo Puyo, Puyo Arabs who were there at that time. When you bought something, they would just say, "Walla, wala ma nakulu wakil." So it shows that when an agreement is made to by two parties, then it's good to read this verse, Wallahu Alama maa naqoolu that all matter Allah jalla Allah is the one in charge, Allah ta'ala is the dispenser of all matters and affairs, and He is the one seeing our contract, our deal, our transaction, He Allah will grant barakah in it, wa akhiru da'wana, and Alhamdulillah, Rabbil.